episode is brought to you by Speedweed. Speedweed is America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. Go to www.speedweed.com for all your medical marijuana needs. Enjoy. You know, there's this little aloe plant. You know, what do you call that plant? It's an aloe plant. It's aloe, right? Yeah. I mean, it's curlier than I'm used to seeing. My aloes are more like my pubes, like they're they're straight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for. Thanks for giving me that visual. So so those aloe, I saw them and I go, those must be aloe plants. So I broke one off just now while I rang you. Yeah. I put some on my lips. And what happened? To sort of be like a natural lip balm, but it doesn't taste good. Natural aloe, you need to add something. Oh, like uh, coconut oil? Yeah. 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 You can't just apply aloe just directly. Straight aloe is not tasty. I put aloe on my body. You do? Yeah. And I don't know if it helps, but they say that it's good for you. Well, yeah. It is supposed to be good. It probably helps, right? I'm sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I grew that plant. You grew it? Yeah. No way. Yeah, with the idea of putting it on your body. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> I get jokes, unlike Jay Davis. Yeah, he didn't get that joke about his braces. You know, he's got those braces, and I said, hey, Jay, I'm glad to see you're into heavy metal. And he goes, what? <laughs> I go, your braces, dude. Nice guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's our friend. He's really Oh, funny. thank you, man. Uh, so what's going on with the Coup and the Gang show? How's Well, how, no, I'm well, going to ask you what's going on. Oh, you have to ask me? Because you wore, uh, well, we went out to lunch, and then you wore my Coup and the Gang sticker on your phone everywhere. I love it, and everyone's asking about it. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for promoting me. How much do I owe you for, thousands, for the, the, thousands. Space, the space on the back of your phone? Well, thousands, because I rented out for thousands of dollars because everyone asked me, well, you know, because I put a lot of stuff on there. That isn't the first thing I put on there. Oh, but, really? You do? But this one was the one that got the most response. No fucking everybody, way. Shut up. Everybody was like, hey, where'd you get that, man? And I'm no like, way. Hey, that's cool. You know, cool. And they're like... <laughs> <laughs> some people did and some didn't, but <laughs> you know, uh, so I everyone wanted to buy them. So then I had a bunch run off and we're we're selling them at the swap. <laughs> Everybody Shut wants up. one. Everybody wants one. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh I just my hope god. we don't get sued by Cool and the gang. We won't. Did you already check with your lawyer? I did, and guess what? What? My lawyer also represents Cool and the gang. Oh, what? Yeah, so he's going to have to send How himself. How lucky are you? I'm so lucky. Wow, you are. You're the lucky coup. I'm the I'm the. That lucky thing is cat. really, but it really looks cool, and I like that name, and I can't, you know, it's weird. I can't stop saying it. I keep saying it over and over again. Oh. Who in the gang? <laughs> I don't know why I do. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you're on coup in the gang now. This is it. So uh, we're we're at my house now. This view is pretty spectacular. We're in Beverly Hills, and this is the first time I've been in Beverly Hills, and I actually see hills. Yeah, they're hills because it's a canyon. That's Benedict Canyon. Oh. A lot of crazy stuff has happened in Benedict Canyon. Like what? Well, the whole, the whole Manson thing was up here, and, and there's been a lots of crazy Charles stories. Charles Manson with the Beach Boys thing was up here? Well, I don't know if that, that but part of that whole thing what took place down here he killed people here well down there 
down there. Or and then are you the, part of the Manson cult? No, I'm not. But okay. down at the bottom of the <laughs> hill, <laughs> Manson and the gang. Uh, <laughs> at the bottom of the hill is Eddie Murphy's house. He's down there. Oh wow! Yeah. You ever see him from here? I can barely no. Yeah. There's a lot of trees. Oh, okay. Between me and Eddie Murphy. All right. Next time we see him, let's ask him to cut some trees down. We're going to ask him to do that because we got to have a good view of him. Yeah, yeah, so you can say hi. We can wave to him. Uh, so how are you, Koo? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And I, it, since we became friends, I think we're friends, right? We're friends? Yeah, we're friends. Well, then people were saying to me like, oh, man, she's great. Uh, she's hilarious. All these people that I know knew you. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, I didn't know that. But until I would mention, uh, I, I don't know, I would just say, uh, you know, I'm Koo, I'd bring your name up. And they go, oh, Esther Koo, yeah, she's our friend. <laughs> so we have mutual friends oh good yeah yeah you have uh, a good reputation oh you know people I, uh, i'm like about you. to ruin it by sleeping with you oh that would be uh <laughs> go ahead and ruin it <laughs> i think you can afford to ruin it <laughs> you know that's yeah. worth ruining um well you are pretty uh, popular out there and a lot of people like you Oh, well, that's so nice to hear because, you know, you deal with a lot of rejection in this business that sometimes you forget. You know what? I am popular and God damn it. People like me. There you go. You've got that something that certain cool thing. Now, uh, you're you're in L.A. now, but you were in New York for a long time. Are you interviewing me, Frazier? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. You can do that. Well, but I just wondered, if do you like L.A.? I mean, I know you were... Uh, I do. You liked New York. I do. I love, I love L.A. I think L.A., the weed is bountiful here. There's a lot of weed. There's a lot of weed. And a lot more people smoke it, or people smoke it, they're more open about it, which I find is relaxing, and I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a relaxing environment. Yeah, it's super uh, yeah. relaxing if you're not looking at traffic. Yeah, that's what I like about my place is that I'm away from that traffic. Yeah. And you can see it lining up on Benedict Canyon right now around uh-huh. rush hour. It just gets really crowded. But I'm here in the canyon. They you ever fall into the canyon? I did one time. You did? <laughs> what yeah. happened? Well, I, I had been drinking. I don't drink anymore, but back mm-hmm. in the day... I took a little tumble. Uh-huh. Oh, after drinking? Yeah. And then how far did you go down? To Eddie Murphy's house. <laughs> no, I didn't go that far. But I, I was, uh, found myself at the bottom of the canyon. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was. it was okay until uh, I tried to walk back up. It's not a good canyon to it's walk back up when you're drunk. It's hard to walk back up. Yeah, so. It's like when you go sledding in the snow, and then you hit a part of the snow where you sink in, and it's hard to come out. And you have to walk up the hill after you went sledding, but you've kind of sunk in. It's really hard. It's hard. Yeah. You know, uh, are you a skier? I said sledding. Oh, I'm sorry. But I do ski sometimes. Do you? Yeah. How about snowboarding? No, no, no. No? I can't do that. I don't have the balance for that. I would think you would. Now, are you an athlete at all? I play basketball. You did? Mm -hmm. How's your hoop game? You think I'm an athlete? Uh, I'm shaped like an athlete, right? you, You are, yeah. I got like big calf muscles. Well, you look like you could... Probably play hoops. Yeah. Well, I play basketball, yeah. How's your shot? I'm more of a three-pointer than a dunker. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for you to dunk. You're only like three feet tall. <laughs> what? I could be an alley-ooper. Come on. Well, you could. That's true. Or if you had one of those little trampolines like they have for the halftime show. 
They do that? Yeah. Oh, that you, is so cool. Now, when you were in New York, did you ever go to a Knicks game? Um, or a Nets game? I've been to a Knicks game, yeah. Yeah? I saw Woody Allen and his daughter. Feng Shui? Slash... What's her name? Feng Shui? You're so stupid. <laughs> um, Isn't that her name? What's her name? Uh, Soon Yi. Soon Yi. And his daughter wife. Yeah. His yeah. daughter wife. Wow. That's yeah. a crazy combo. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Woody Allen fan, though. Are you? He's <laughs> funny. He's funny. Yeah. Do you like his movies? And guess what? I do like his movies. And are you supposed to separate the artist from the well, I pedophile? Think, well, I know it's hard to do, right? I mean, it was the same thing with Michael Jackson. Uh, I mean... You know you, you know, you appreciate their work, but on the other hand, yeah, it's very weird and not cool. Uh, if but that, I also listen to a Chris Brown song, and I enjoy listening to it. It doesn't mean I condone violence against Rihanna. Right, exactly. I think that's, yeah, you said it right. Yep, you said it right. Now, uh, look at you interviewing me. Are you going to interview me? Frazier, you've been like a radio host for so long. You can't, you I can't, can't stop get interviewing. that interviewing out of you. I can't. I can't stop interviewing. Okay, then you interview me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, good. Uh, when did you first start with your show? <laughs> this is my best podcast so far. Oh, only it's my only one. So it's my only one. Yeah, I haven't done any other podcasts, but uh huh. No, I have a podcast. Did you know that? What's your podcast? It's called Puck Off. Puck Off. It's a hockey podcast. Oh, is it? Yeah. Do you know Bartnick? Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, Joe's my uh, co-host on that. He's a big guy. A big guy. Yeah. And uh, hockey nut. He really knows his hockey. You know, the thing about Los Angeles, before I moved here, people always told me, everybody in Los Angeles is little. And I was like, what do you mean little? They're like, they're all actors. They're all little people. So they can fit in the camera lens. <laughs> yeah. You know, so when you meet somebody like Joe Bartnick. Wait a minute. Hold on. That duck's trying to get in some of my airtime. <laughs> you feel like. You, you, when you Was meet, that a duck? It's a, no, it was oh. like a, a raven. Wasn't it? Could be a raven. I can't believe you're eating on my podcast. So rude. It's good, right? Mmm. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Watermelon. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry I was eating on the podcast. Um, so what, what did you ask me? Oh, the little people in, in eating, L.A.? Eating on radio shows has been the cause of many a fight. That has caused a lot of fights? Mm-hmm. Really? Why? Because one person will be eating, and the other host, when you're hanging out with people who are eating, you just want to eat. Yeah. But also, it ruins the audio... So the other host gets home. mad. So the other host gets mad and says, why are you eating grapes? Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the other host takes their job seriously, and they want to be eating grapes, too. But they but, can't because they're a professional. But they're being a professional. Yeah. Okay. You're right, though. So I'm going to stop eating uh, on these on the podcast. All right. So um, you're out here in L.A., mm-hmm. and so far, so good? You enjoying yourself? I am. I think those are ducks. Um, Do ducks fly? No, a lot of times. Then ducks how can they be ducks? No, they, they, of course they fly. Oh, they do. Yeah, how do you think? They... <laughs> yeah, I you... only see them hanging out in water. Well, yeah, but they they go south for the winter. Uh huh. So they have to fly. They couldn't walk to the south. Oh my god! It's a long haul. Ducks fly, I guess. Yeah, they do. Mind or blown. they fly united and then get dragged off the plane. Oh. I saw a duck being dragged off the other day. It was very painful. Now, uh, looking. I don't know. All right, so. You, no. I wanted to stop by your show the other night. But well, I didn't want to, like, appear twice in a row. I look like I have nothing to do. Well, we liked you on the show, though. You were very good. Very good on the show. And you have that crazy laugh that I love. 
I know. No one has a better laugh. I know. Where do you get that? From. You really do have a good laugh. I got it from uh, being told to stop laughing. By? By my parents. They told you to stop laughing? And teachers. Oh, did they? Yeah. Wow, that's... Isn't that wrong? That's wrong. Isn't Laughter's that good. So wrong. When you were a kid, did anybody tell you to stop laughing? I don't think so. It's it's uh, laughter's good for you. Like so, that's why I knew I was hanging out with the wrong people. When you're hanging out with people who tell you to stop laughing, there's something wrong. There's something wrong there. Yeah, because laughter's the, you know, it's the uh, window to the soul. Yes. Or something like that. But and I know I it's a, good for you. I got a huge window. It has like an arch and everything. Wow. Uh, I got do, one of those good windows. You do have a big window. Yeah. <laughs> Your laughter is great. Remember that guy we were at the restaurant and the guy said, thought I was telling really good jokes because you were laughing so hard? Mm-hmm. And then you said, his jokes aren't that good. I just laugh a lot. I said, I just laugh at my own jokes. Yeah, you were laughing so you like think crazy. It's him being funny. Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I was just joking. I tried. Um, all right, so what are your goals in life? Do you want to have a TV Why show? Why are you interviewing me? Frazier, I want to talk about you. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, so when you were in L.A., mm-hmm. well, you're still here. You never left. Yeah. Is that true? You never left? I never left, but I'm not from here. I know, but you came here, and you became a radio star. Yeah. And you influenced a lot of people in the 70s and the 80s. Do you know why? Why? Because you're so cool? Because I'm cool. But also because I was eating grapes on the ra- on the radio. No, stop. It, all my co-hosts quit, and then it was just all about me. Uh, no, you started out as a one-man show, right? Yeah, I did. And, and uh, you did all these voices. I heard that. I did a lot of voices, and I came from uh, Detroit. I had a radio show. When I got here, I got on K-Rock, mm-hmm. which was a popular station. But at that time, it wasn't big like it is now. It was like a kind of a little station. And so the timing was good, and I got on there, and it was right when the music was changing, and it went to... Uh, what year was that? That was like late 70s, 78. And who were the top bands back then? Well, back in in those days, it was all the big rock bands like, you know, The Who and The Stones and The Eagles, but all the new music was coming from England, all the new wave music mm-hmm. and the punk music. And so I started mixing that in on my show. I started Iggy playing... Pop? Yeah, Iggy Pop is my friend. I went to high school with him. You went to high school with Iggy Pop? Yep. What are you talking about? That's why I'm so cool. Shut up. And the gang. Uh, You did? What was he like in high school? He was a straight-A student. Is that his real name? No, his name is James Osterberg. And he is... uh, uh, I see why he changed it. (laughs) Yeah. I think Iggy Pop has a better ring to it. He was a a straight-A student. He was most likely to succeed in our yearbook. Wow. Yeah, and he did. He succeeded. Guess who else went to my high school? Uh, A musician? Yeah. Um, uh, From Detroit? Mm, Take a guess. Bob Seger. Oh, my God. The great Bob Seger. you. Yeah, they were both older than me. Bob Seger. I love Bob Seger. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I uh, went to my high school. We, I used to go to high school dances, and the, and the singer was Bob Seger. <gasps> what? He performed at your dances? Yeah, yeah, with his band. They were called The Last Herd. Was it before he blew up? Before he blew up. Wow. He was still in high school. And then, and Iggy Pop had a band, too, but it wasn't uh, The Stooges. He later got with The Stooges, uh, who were my friends. I knew The Stooges. Wow. Yeah. and But it was... Uh, uh, before that, he was in a band called the Prime Movers. Mm-hmm. They were a blues band. 
and we used to go watch them too. Wow. So we go watch Iggy, but he wasn't called Iggy back then. And then uh, he joined. Just James. James, and then he joined a band called the Iguanas. And then when he was in the Iguanas, get it, Iggy Iguanas. So he took the name Iggy. Iggy. Pop. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then Bob Seger was, uh, you know, he had a band called The Last Herd, and he was really good, and everyone knew he was good, but it was like he didn't have anything except regional play. Mm-hmm. You know, and they played him back there. All the Detroit stations played him, and uh, so he, he was kind of a star back there, but he didn't become a big star until uh, his album Night Moves came out in around Night Moves. 78. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. I could see you singing that song. Oh, my God. At karaoke on the Jay Davis show. <laughs> Do you go to Jay Davis's karaoke night? No, I haven't gone yet. I haven't gone either. Yeah. He told me all about it, but I said, Jay, how do you sing with all that heavy metal? <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. So you, no, for real though, but you influenced a lot of people on the radio. Yeah. Thank you. I, I did, I guess. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people come up and tell me that. I, um, and and you got to meet everybody, like all the bands? Like, Did they come into your radio station? Yep. I got to know a lot of the bands. I helped a lot of the bands get big. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was just something that um, I was pretty lucky about. Yeah. Yeah, I got to be able to kind of break a few of the bigger bands. Which bands did you break? Well, I helped with uh, Van Halen, Breaking Van Halen. Oh, my God. I helped with Motley Crue. Wow. And when I say I helped, I mean I was on the radio and I could play them. Right. You so, chose you you can pick you had the Well, I had you know You could that, just it wasn't a computer generated Right. There you go. There like you the go. The top 10 Billboard songs you're allowed to just play. You know how it works exactly. And that's it was before that era. You still couldn't play everything you wanted and you still had to listen to the it bosses. You had to get approved by your bosses. That. Yeah. But you could do one or two per, per show. But you can influence a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back in those days. So I was able to do that. Um, you know, I'm glad I was able to help those guys. I'm a fan of all those bands. Did they ever, um, because you had all this power of like picking which songs you want to play on the radio, you must have gotten some great presents. Uh, <laughs> I like the way you said that, dude. <laughs> Uh, well, I did get a few presents what over is, the years. Who got you what? Tell us. I can't be specific about that, but I did get some nice little gifts. Like, what did they get you? Uh, well, use your imagination, Koo. Hookers? Drugs? No. The, You're well, not into hookers? No. Okay. Drugs? Uh, well, Cocaine? Yeah. Yeah. Specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah. But not anymore. I don't do that anymore. No, obviously. Yeah. But back in the day, yeah, I was a young kid. And yeah, I was... your nostrils are separate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have three eyebrows. You know, uh, yeah, back in the day I did, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was a different era. Cool. Everybody did coke Yeah, in the that's 80s. what I'm trying to get at. Everyone was. Everybody did. Yeah. Yeah. And even the police. And it was like, all right, guys, you yeah. can't arrest me because you're doing it too. No, it was uh, a that's different. That's why they would arrest you to get some. Probably. They ran out. My... Yeah, they probably. Uh, but, you know, I, I went through that era. I'm glad it's over. Mm-hmm. But I did have fun. That's fun. Yeah, it was a wild time. Well, I don't think Coke is fun, though. No, Coke really isn't that much fun. Like, when I was on Coke, I would just, like, stop talking nonstop. Oh, with you, I can imagine. I was just, like, I was just talking a mile a minute, and then my heart would beat really, really fast. 
Yeah, that's... And I didn't like that feeling. It's kind of scary, and it's not it's really... It's like your heart is beating, but you're not doing any cardio. You're like, why is my heart beating so fast? Yeah, you should only be doing that if you're doing cardio. And uh, you're right. But it was an era where it was very prevalent, uh, and I was part of that whole scene. And then, uh, you know, you had to catch yourself at some point, or you would get into trouble, because a lot of those people got into trouble. What kind of trouble? Well, just bands who, you know, overdid it. And then they had to go to rehab, and then they a lot of times the bands just fell apart. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, it's hard to keep touring together. It's hard anyway, and then during that drug era, I think it was even harder. You know, um, but you but know, you got a lot of girls, right? Well, uh, you must have. How many girls have you slept with in your lifetime? Uh, Thousands. Two. two. No. Uh, Two thousand. No, I, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, I can't. I never really keep kept track. You, you don't keep track because you're not a sex addict, but uh, you must have been getting laid left and right. Uh, well, I had my moments. Let's put it that way. I had my moments back in the day. But uh, that's another thing that I've segued out of because I really, uh, I don't think I had proper respect for women back then like I do now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was just, uh, I was never mean to them, but I just was like. Using them? You, well, I just was in that position of... But you they know, were was, using you. Well, yeah. Uh, I was in that top position in town where I was the top DJ or top guy or whatever for a while. And, and I'm sure up-and-coming singers wanted to suck your dick so that maybe you would play their song on the radio. Uh, well, I... Uh, How many of those did you get? <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Uh, <laughs> next question. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, we want more details. The details, well, I don't. I didn't You're really... like in the radio studio, right? I did. You're on Sunset Boulevard. This girl comes. I up. was on Sunset. Yeah. How would I know? Because it was KMET. They mm-hmm. were on Sunset. Yeah, I used the girls and and the drugs and all that stuff was all part of it. And um, you know, I guess I could say at that time I was glad to partake. You know, but um, later I think you go okay enough of that. Why? Well, because... Uh, or you go... You go pretty hard with that. Or you go, I'm going to go look for something else now. Yeah. Well, you know what I felt like, honestly, was that I had frittered away a lot of time where I probably should have been focusing on my career. Oh. You know you what could, I mean? You could waste a lot of time just having sex. Well, that and doing drugs and partying in general. And, you know, it's really all comes with the package. You know, you're out there... And you're you're not thinking about progressing or or getting better or working. You're thinking about partying, and you know. Yeah. It, it, so I got there through hard work because I really worked hard the first couple of years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then that's what made me kind of famous, I guess, in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you go, oh, you know what? I'm just going to party. And then you party for a while, and then you... You're going to cash in on your hard work by partying. Yeah. And then you go, ah, I probably should should not have done that. I probably could have had a TV series or something. Wow. You know? You know, I think I think maybe some people make the mistake of partying too, too soon. I think so. I think so. I think you really... Uh, I was reading a thing that Joe Rogan said the other day. He said, uh, I don't mind uh, having fun. He goes, but I only want to have fun after I've worked hard. He was talking about his success. Yeah. And I think that's really a good philosophy. I think, you know, you got to work hard 
to get anything. You can't get too high life. on yourself. You can't let your ego get too big too early. Because yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's like, how much have you really done? How much, much have you really done? Not, Not much. much. Good point. And to you, uh, maybe to you, it did seem like a lot because you're like, wow, I'm the big shit now. <laughs> it did seem that way for a while. Yeah. But then you I catch yourself imagine. and you go, I'm not that big of a shit. You know, you go, wait a minute. I'm not, you know, and then you realize what's going on. But for the, it is, it gets in your head for a little bit. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, weren't and, there like billboards with your face all over? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I kind of had the run of the town. It was back when, uh, you know, the Lakers were really good and they were at the uh, forum. It must have not been in my lifetime because I don't remember the Lakers <laughs> ever being good. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> uh, they were, they, there was a time back in the 80s. And, uh, they were the Showtime Lakers and stuff like that. I would go to the forum and they would go, the guys at the door would go, oh, Mr. Smith, you don't need a ticket. Just come on in. And they would put me in the best Everybody seat. Everybody re- recognize you yeah. everywhere you went. Yeah, it was awesome. But oh. it was also, well, when it goes away, you kind of miss it for a while. I can't, I can't lie to you on that. Yeah. You do. Because, you know, you could go to any restaurant and get the best table. You could get everywhere. Oh, Fraser Smith, man. You know. Uh, wow. But. but when it goes away, and it goes away pretty fast, you know, all oh of a sudden it was God. like, wow. I, How does it go away so fast? Well, um, you know, it, it really is built around the job. You know, uh, the reason all those people knew me was because they all listened to the, to the show. So um, everybody in, the, in those days really listened to rock because it was pre-rap. So what was happening was if you, everyone, if you're a music fan, you were a rock fan. So everybody listened to the, to the radio. And KLOS is a big station, and they were big, you know. Uh, and there was a, uh, our sister station in New York was uh, WBLJ, and they were big, you know. And they were owned by the same company. It was ABC. And um, so I just got, you know, really big on the radio, kind of like Howard Stern, maybe not as big as, as Howard, in that same kind of ballpark, yeah, right? Yeah, you were so, recognized so, everywhere. Yeah, and, and so everyone knew knew about it you know you're on the radio so they don't always recognize you personally but they they know who you are so if your name comes up they go oh dude i listen to you all the time you know that kind of thing and um and at the first i would say maybe for a year i got a little bit cocky you know it really it is hard not to get cocky i'm sure you know i was mad at myself for it later but it, it you're right it it is pretty hard not to and because uh, when all everybody's sudden, kissing your ass, how do I, you not get cocky? Y- you're right. There you go. I don't blame you for getting cocky. There you go. Thank you, dear. I, I you know, <laughs> I thank you because uh, I, I kind of blame myself. I was like, Dude, I blame myself. What are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, I thought I was all that. You know, but you like, were all that. Well, I guess I was, but um, you know, you. Uh, uh, but there's uh, only room for so many people to be all that. Well, the other thing is this, too. In this town. I think you have to learn as you go. You know, uh, I at that time, I had really built up a, a lot of knowledge about whatever, radio and stuff and music and comedy. But you don't grow when you think you're all that because you think you already know everything. Mm-hmm. So you don't grow. So you're not absorbing any new information. Yeah, you're, you're not, not educating yourself. You're not reading books. There you go. You're not caring about what other people have to say. It's, there you go. Any it's all you. They give you. You're like, well, no, I know what I'm doing. Because I'm the king look, shit. So I'm on, hey, I'm bigger than you are. Who the yeah. fuck are you telling me what I should be doing with my life? There you go. There you go. And that can hurt you. And you know, uh, it hurt me in the sense of, um, 
you know, like like I always wanted to get a TV show, and and uh, I was offered a couple of TV shows that from really big opportunities, and I turned them down. I thought, ah, oh, something bigger is <gasps> going to come up. Why did you turn them down? I was stupid. I I thought, ah, oh, well, that isn't going to. And also, you listen to the wrong people. I I was offered a show, and it was uh, from a huge producer, uh-huh. and it was a go project. It was a green lit project, and. Was, oh, my God. Yeah, it wasn't even a pilot. My buddy was a record rep. Don't take that part. And I go, why not? And he goes, because it's a DJ part, and you'll be typecast forever as a DJ. He said, you're getting... Oh, my he God. He goes, you're getting a lot of offers, so don't take that one, because you're going to get a, something better, and you won't have to play a DJ. <gasps> and what an idiot I was, because I was like 26 or something. So I go, all right, I'm not taking it. And I turned <gasps> down this huge show. Oh. You know, what did your agent or manager say? My agent thought I was crazy. He wanted to run me over with his car. Everyone was, <laughs> everyone was mad I at me. I would have. And I was, I was just, you know, stupid. But, you know, a part of it, it comes along with that other thing. You think that the offers are never going to end because they were just coming in, all these huge offers, you know. And, and so I was like, ah, you know, I'll find something better. My buddy was, and I shouldn't have listened to that guy. That was my other mistake. Where is he now? Oh, I don't know. I just saw where he wrote a book. He wrote a book on rock and roll. But I... Um, how to, uh, he wrote a book on how to fuck up your career. Well, you, I still am mad at that guy. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad at that guy. <laughs> but you are know you what? more mad at yourself for yes, listening it was to more, him? It was or more... are you more mad at him? It's me. It was my fault. Yeah. You know, I'm mad at really at myself. I can't be mad at him. He just gave his opinion. Uh, it wasn't really the smartest opinion, but uh, I didn't have to go with it. what the fuck does he know? Well, I didn't have to go with it. You know, uh. I did go with it, and that was wrong. Wow. I mean, but I only have myself to blame. And that was part of that, that one year where I was kind of cocky and thought that I could, whatever happened. And later you go, ah, what was I doing? You know, you get kind of like, that's why I don't really party now. I don't party. I don't really chase women. I don't really do any of that stuff. I don't, because I, I went through that era where I partied myself away for, from a lot of good things. Wow. Yeah. And by party, do you mean doing cocaine? Well, not just doing cocaine, but just going out every night. Just being a sex addict, just being a sex fiend of chasing Yeah, yeah. And then also, and, and you know, just... Going out every night, you know, you know, even if you're not doing anything wrong, you're still, you're, you're, you're not really staying at home or working or going to the club, you know, to work on your act. You're, uh, you're going to some party or some, you know, you're, you're running around town. You're instead just going of, to hang out and be social. Yeah, and, you're being social. Really, is what it is. And just sort of like letting people soak you in of like, look at me, look at who I am. Yep. That's and, what I did. But you got to like be focused on your work, too, because L.A. is a really fun town and it is fun to hang out late night. It is it's fun. really fun. It's good to stay in and just get your work done, too. You know, that's it. And, you know, the problem with that is that um, you do get that way. You get uh, so that you're like, oh, I'm just going to go out tonight. It is that kind of town. And I used to go out every night instead of going and working. Yeah. And later I was like, what was I thinking? But. You know, L.A. does kind of suck you in like that. It's that kind of L.A. Town. sucks you in because you can go out every night in L.A. and there's always something to do. Always something. It's like New York. And there was a lot of clubs back then. You know, um, the, the Sunset Strip was really happening. And uh, 
And I was always at those clubs on the Sunset Strip, and that's where all the bands used to hang out. They would all go to the Rainbow or the Roxy or the Whiskey, mm-hmm. you know, that whole scene. And um, and there was a bunch of other clubs around town, and you'd go to all those clubs, and you knew everybody, and everybody knew you. And so it was kind of cool. But It's just fun to be you, to go out and be you. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like people would, yeah, that's what it was. And people would always come up to me, and I was kind of like the, the cool guy in town, supposedly. But later you catch yourself and you go, why didn't I focus more? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because those nights... Where do, what do they add up to? Nothing, really, long so, term. Yeah, people get to say, like, oh, I hung out with Frazier at the Roxy tonight. Yeah, but, but and then 20 years run, later, like, they're like, cares? yeah. So it doesn't really, but I was young. It's very enticing, L.A. Actually, the reason why I didn't move out to L.A. sooner is because I didn't want to become a drug addict. Well, that's probably smart. Uh, you know, I mean, not that you would. You're very smart. You know, I see you as being a very uh, intelligent person. And and you uh, are too smart to fall into that trap. But it's easy to do. And it's not as easy now. Now people have all cleaned up. You know, everyone now. Now everybody drinks green juices. I know. And it's so funny. All the comics now uh, used to party. Now you see them at a party and they're they're drinking, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're drinking juice. And, they're drinking kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. And they're working out and everybody joined a gym and... You know, and good for them. I think that's a much safer and healthier route to take. Yeah, everybody works hard. Yeah, they really do. It's a different environment now. Yeah. And back in that in the 80s, it was all fun. That's yeah. what it was about, fun. You know, and I think, you know, now you wouldn't have to worry about becoming a drug addict. But back then, you might have had to because it was part of the whole scene. Did you ever sleep with, like, a pop star or? Yep. Who? I'm not going to tell you. Blondie? No, but I, I met her a couple times. Madonna. No. Um. No. <laughs> no. 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 I'm share? not going to tell. I'm not going to give anybody a share. Share <laughs> <laughs> still looks pretty good. I saw her the other night on the Billboard Award. She looked great. She looks great. Yeah, she's awesome, and she could do a five-minute plank. How many people can do that? Wow. Only share. Wow. Yeah, she's seventy-one. Wow. Still looks great. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, so uh, did Cher, does that mean Cher blew you? No, no. but um, but you know, yeah, I mean, uh, at that time it was, um, and it was weird for me because I was never a big ladies guy or anything like that. But all before of a sudden, that. yeah, before that, but then all of a sudden that stuff happens, and yeah, and you just get it so easily. It's pretty weird, pretty weird, and and I think, um, you know, then you kind of lose respect. Not for women, really, but just for everybody. You're kind of like, ah, you know, I'm the top guy, you know. <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> out of my way. I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize a couple of years later, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? Wow. Yeah. It's um, like the emperor's new clothes. Kind of. Kind of. Everybody's telling you how great you look. Nobody, nobody failed to mention, hey, dude, you're naked. Yeah, you don't really, you know. But the thing about it is, too, though, I think, and I think you, you know, you, you know this, um, that we're really not here for that. You're not really here so that people can pat you on the back and tell you how great you are. You're here to try to get some stuff done. You know, you're trying in, in we're L.A. We're just here to express ourselves. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I felt whatever like... whatever channel we can find. Maybe it's radio or TV show or yeah, stand-up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
And um, once you grasp that, then I think you have a different viewpoint of it. You know, back then it was just like. Well, so are you saying I should be happy that I don't have too many people patting my back yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think you're gonna. So get ready for it. And then what you should do is just stay humble, you know, because you. Well, I was told to stay humble when I was humble already. When I, <laughs> when I came from humble I like your great. I like your great personality. You have a terrific personality. One of the best I've ever seen. And, <laughs> and you're just uh, adorable. I mean, everyone likes you and you have a, a lot going on. You're going to get a TV show. Are you too hot? Yeah, out here on the, the sun is coming over here, so I'm going to move this chair back. Keep working. You have a good manager now, really good manager. Um, and, and just realize that when you get your show, because you're going to get a show. I have a feeling uh, you're going to get a TV series uh, one of these days pretty soon. And when you do, just... Yeah, I'm going to call it... Um, I like Tim Allen's title, Tool Time. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Why would we do that? <laughs> That sounds good. You know what? You're friends with Tim Allen. Yeah. We were talking about him the other day. Yeah. And <clears throat> my sixth grade math teacher looked just like Al, his sidekick. Oh, is that right? On really? On the show. Al? He had that beard and he was kind of like a pudgier guy. Yeah, yeah. And so I would always make fun of him, Mr. Hepner. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, look, it's Al from school <laughs> time. And one time he was like, he was sitting in his chair. We were all taking a math test in the class and he just fell. For some reason. Wow. He just fell from his chair. Like he was like leaning or something happened where his chair broke and everybody ran up to help him. <laughs> I was the only one who just busted out laughing. Oh my God, Koo. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's so hilarious. Mr. Helford. <laughs> Mr. Hepner. Yeah. Uh, well, gosh, uh, I've known him for a long time and uh, we went to college together actually. Wow. Yeah. That is so crazy. Yeah. We went to college, and um, a lot of people can't believe that. They're like, you guys went to college? Uh, <laughs> Let alone together? Yeah. Mr. Hepner was there, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we, you know, it was funny because we had one class that we took together. It was like a TV and radio communications class. Oh, wow. So we both kind of went into that field, you know. And uh, he did a lot better than I did, but he... Uh, you know, we both kind of made it out of that same class. Uh, I always heard that he stayed with the same woman for all these years. Like, even when he got famous, he, like, well, was he, married to the same person. He Well, he was, and then he, they finally got divorced. Oh, really? Yeah, and then he remarried. Oh, okay. But he was pretty faithful, I think. And he used to be a party animal. He was a party animal. Everybody kind of knows that back in the day. Uh, he's cleaned up his act. Mm -hmm. Although people now kind of get on his case because he's Republican. Oh. Yeah. Which kind of surprised me a little bit because he was, uh, back in college, he was a liberal. But we were going to college. Well, once he makes that, that Tim Allen money. When you make that big money, I guess you... I guess you yeah. you just turn Republican because you just want to keep your money. Keep your dough. I think that's right. I think that's what it is, you know. Uh, but he's a real cool guy. Always been cool to me. Uh, I get to open for him every once in a while with my stand-up, and I enjoy that because he always has a full house. You know, he always sells out. So, yeah, I mean, good guy. And I know a lot of the, you know, TV people were, were people I came up with in stand-up, mm -hmm. you know. And George Lopez is a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And uh, George was, I was the best man in his wedding. Wow. Yeah. Cool. We're, we were good buddies. And, um, you know, I got to watch him make it. I got to watch a lot of people make it that... Uh, you know, that just came out of the comedy clubs. That and, is so cool. Yeah. 
you know, and, and it was nice to see that. It gives you hope. You know, uh, some people say, well... I mean, it gives me hope, not you. Well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen to Koo. You would think this was her podcast. I can't believe that. Wow, Koo. Way to rub it in. Oh, my God. That's why you're going to get a show, though, because you have that ability to uh, insult people. <laughs> You're like Don Rickles in a dress. Yeah, but then I got to contain myself when I meet the network people. Yeah, don't insult those I can't, guys. I can't insult them because I got to have that ability to turn that off. There you go, Koo. Now you're learning. I'll just put one of my own stickers on my on my on mouth. your lower lip, and then you won't be able to say it anything. Says she's she's part of a, she's doing a silent protest right now, just so that I don't <laughs> fuck up my own deal when I do go in to meet these people. Yeah, Koo, you better think about that. That's a good point. It's a good idea, right? Yep. Because I've idea. insulted like comedy club bookers, and then yeah. I wondered why they didn't book me ever later. So you got to be able to insult the right people at the right time. I think you do, and I think you're you're learning. You know, and that's something that uh, everybody said about Don Rickles. Um, I didn't know Don. I was a big fan. I, I loved the way that, you know, he would insult everybody. But then after, when he got off stage, everyone said he was a sweetheart and was nice to everybody. So... Oh, you know, I think people say that about me, too, people who know me, for real. How could people not like you? You're very lovable. Well, because if they only know the insulting part of me... They think you're th mean. They think I'm mean, and, and I really do melt in the middle for a lot. Well, you are. You can tell that once you get to know you a little bit, you can tell that. Yeah. You know, because I can tell you're cool, and um, you don't even really mean your insults, and neither did... <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Maybe she does, folks. Maybe she... Maybe she really is trying to say that I'm very old, uh, <laughs> which I am, but, you know. No, but you coined the phrase, too cool. Too hip. Too hip, got to go. Got to go. Uh, now, how that happened, um, when I first got now to Now you're town, interviewing yourself. You're like, hey, Frazier, how'd that happen? When well, I first no, <laughs> you brought it up. I mean, that happened because um, it was a, sl a saying I had that got real popular. and it You invented that phrase. Well, I kind of stole it. I, From who? Uh, it was pre-Uber. They didn't have Uber. And so I had this old car when I first got here, and, it, and so sometimes it didn't run. So if I had to be at something, there was this cab driver who had like an independent cab, right? And he was a stand-up comic, and he was an independent cab driver. So I knew the guy, so I would always call him. Mm -hmm. He's like an independent. So I, but he would drive his own car. He was like pre-Uber, Uber. Anyway. He was the original Uber driver. The, orig the OG Uber dude. <laughs> So I would call him up, and then and he had this Boston accent. He was from Boston, and you know he would he loved my radio show. So he kept saying, "Phrase, I love your show." That's my best Boston accent. I can't really do one. Uh, Phrase, your show is great. You're too hip, Phrase. You're too hip. He always used to say. Oh. So I go, "Hey, can I borrow that?" I asked him first. I didn't just steal it. I said, mm -hmm. "Can I use that?" He goes, "Yeah, Phrase, go ahead. You're too hip." So uh, then I started using it, and then they put it on these bumper stickers, and then it got everywhere. And it was Too like, hip, gotta go. Gotta but, go. But you added the gotta go. I added the gotta go. And I got that from my buddy Turk. Turk was my high school friend. Mm -hmm. And Turk was one of these guys who um, got all the women and everything uh, and always had this attitude of, up, oh, I gotta go. He wasn't in Hollywood, but he would he acted like a Hollywood guy because he what always did had he to. What did he do? Uh, he, was, uh, he later wound up working for uh, the Air Force, uh -huh. selling jets. Uh-huh. To people overseas. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, Turk was one of these guys, and um, he was always like, "Up, oh, I gotta go." We always used to make fun of him because he couldn't. <laughs> he would never hang out. 
See, I think I have the opposite problem. I think I overstay my welcome too much. That Do people, people are always trying to like get me to go. But oh, I, I should no, be, cool. be more got to go They don't want you to go. But, you know, but it does, it is kind of a way of making people want you more. You're right. You don't, you know, you don't wear out your welcome that way. And uh, that anyway, that was Turk's thing. He was always like, I got to go. So I you, you put those phrases together. So I put together. those two together. Too hip, got to go. Too hip, got to go. And then people started saying that? Everyone was saying it. Wow. Yeah. So everyone was kind of like, and my attitude was kind of like, that was me back then. I was like, I don't have time. I don't have time to talk to everybody. I mm-hmm. got to get going. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like I was blowing everybody off. Mm-hmm. Up, see ya. You know, but in my heart, I'm not like that. I like people, you know. Yeah. But it was just a phase I was going but through. Also, when you're being bombarded by people at every point you go, everywhere you go, you go into the bathroom and people want to talk to you, you got to kind of be like that a little bit. You do have to be that way a little bit. And it's kind of like being a hot girl when everybody's talking to you and want to hit on you and get your number. You got to be like, got to go. I get it. I get it. And and you're right. It is like that. And that's what it was kind of like. I was kind of like, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, so that became popular. And then the other one that I made popular was Party Animal. What? Yeah, the Party Animal. I came up with that. You did? Yeah, I was the Party Animal. What do you mean? And we had bumper stickers, Party Animal. Uh, I don't know if I was the first person to ever say it. Probably not. But I think I somehow made it famous. And then they stole it and gave it to that dog. Remember uh, Spuds McKenzie, the dog for Budweiser, the dog? The, he became the Party Animal. He did? But, yeah, but I was the Party Animal. You know, I kind of fit. That image back then. Mm-hmm. I was, you I was, were a party animal. Yeah, I was a party animal. So, and then they did these T-shirts at the radio station. How many threesomes have you had, Frazier? Again, I'm not counting. <laughs> I can barely count to three. Uh, <laughs> but it's not like you're married, right? I did have my moments. I had mm-hmm. my moments mm-hmm. of threesomes, but and all that stuff, and it's all you Doesn't know. Doesn't one person always like feel left out? Especially with me. <laughs> Why? Because I run out of steam quick. Oh boy! <laughs> I shouldn't have told you that. No, uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, I, 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 I. Let's just say I enjoyed that era. Looking back, I don't know. You can't really remember much from it. I think that was the drugs. You just can't remember much. And I didn't do that many drugs either. But I did enough to, uh, you know, later regret it in terms of uh, your health, and I think also in terms of. You know, like I said, I just wasn't focusing on the right things. Yeah. You know, you got to really, um, you really got to focus. And even guys like Howard Stern, I know Howard a little bit. I don't know him really well, but he's always been real cool to me. And Howard and I kind of came up at the same time. And, you know, everyone thinks Howard's so wild, but really. Oh, my God. It, when I did the Howard Stern show, I was expecting him to, like, ask me to, like, take my skirt off or something. He didn't even do any of that no he's really he's really tame he's really tame and he's kind of a family guy and off the air he's he's very polite he used to be very wild i think he was wild and it was kind of similar to probably to what i was going through yeah he was probably wild and then but then he got married and has kids and and it's not really appropriate to you know if if you're one of those guys at, at my age or howard's age that's still chasing after young girls you look like a perv you know you really do you look like you're uh it's just not appropriate like Steven Tyler? Well, <laughs> I don't want to say, but I mean, you know. Uh, but he's hot, so he can run after girls. He can. He can. You're right. I, if, I'm you not stay, gonna, if you stay hot, you don't look like a perv. I'm not going to judge. Well, you're probably right. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean. It's like as you get older, you know, 
Well, uh, it's like if you're if you get married and you have to be conscious that I, I'm sure my wife doesn't listen to the show every day, but if she were to hear me talk about this girl this way, she, she wouldn't be happy with it. She wouldn't it. like it. Yeah. Then, then you have to kind of curb. You know, there's there's only so many guys who stay true to being dudes, like the pervert dudes that they really are on the inside. <laughs> like my friend Mark, he goes mining. He's like a modern day caveman. He really? goes he goes in those Oh, I, yeah, I know what queries. you mean. Query, yeah, yeah. Is it called a query? Uh, a quarry. quarry. A quarry. Query. A query, query. is a question, right? No, so he goes to real quarries and he he digs up gems and stones. That's cool. And he's just never been married, and he's just been a hippie since back in the day. And he talks like he's a caveman. Like when I show up at the park to like jam with him, he's just like he just gruffs. You know, he's like cozier, cozier, yeah. Well, that's that's where Tim Allen got that thing. Oh yeah, right. Like like very manly. Yeah, and then Tim was kind of making fun of those kind of guys. Yeah, you know, good for him. I'm glad he's into the that that hunting for gems and stuff is awesome. It looks very interesting to me. Well, I'm sure he's a good guy, Mark. I, I, you know, and everybody has their thing. Some people change, some people don't but as jobs, they get older. Jobs and marriages sort of tone men down. Yeah, they do. They yeah, make they you do. become more like HR friendly. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's the other thing is that things are very uh, different nowadays. You can get in trouble if you're one of those. Uh, you got to be careful at work. You can't be hitting on girls at work anymore. You know, you can't do that kind of thing. It's just you'll be fired. You know, so you have to be smart about a lot of things that you didn't have to. The 80s were really kind of loose and wild. I think guys are having a hard time with um, women taking powerful positions. I think, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, because they're being told by women, you can't just go around calling us hot. No, you're right. And and look what happened to Bill O'Reilly. And um, you're right about that. And you have to curb it, and so I had to do but a little... I don't mind being called hot. You know, if you want to call me hot... By the way, you are hot. Feel free to call me hot. You are I very hot. I will not be offended. That doesn't offend you? No, because... You are really hot. I didn't used to be hot, so any girl who Boy, are you hot now? used to be hot... <laughs> but you know what? You know what? But I, I get it, too, on the other end. You know, it's 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 in the workplace, you know, you, you shouldn't make people feel uncomfortable in general. And if that makes somebody feel uncomfortable, then you shouldn't do it. But maybe some people get flattered when you hit on them. Uh, some people probably do, but you it's can't the, you can't afford to group. blow your career. Okay, for example, my station, my radio station is really hard to get a job at. Really hard. Mm-hmm. And well, if, how'd you get a job there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not that hard. <laughs> I take that back. Uh, no, but it is. But what I'm saying is, jobs are tight these days. Yeah. In general, everywhere. Right. So. You know, why, you know, wreck your chances at your job by screwing up and doing something like that? You know, you're not being very smart. And um, and it can make people feel uncomfortable. Some. No. Well, you know, for me, like when comedians would hit on me, it almost would. Uh, of course, it's always flattering first and foremost. Okay? Right. But second of all, it almost undermines like, well, do you not take seriously that I'm here in the comedy scene for real and I'm a real comedian? Well, I think that is a problem. If you're a comedian and I'm a comedian and you're just hating on me, it makes me feel like you don't take my presence in the scene seriously. Like I'm just here to just fuck you. No, I'm not. Well, yeah, that's. I'm here to do my career just just as much just as like you, you are, are. Yeah, or even exactly. more. Exactly. And I think you've got to so go suck your own dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Okay. Uh, if I could, I probably would. No. Um, you know what? It's it's no. You're right. It. it, it You've got to look at women differently. But, and- I mean, I don't take myself so seriously where I get offended. The bigger part of me is more flattered than offended. Sure. And I think there's a little bit of both, uh, you know, on each end. I mean, you know, you have to uh, – there's nothing wrong with a compliment. And if you tell somebody they're hot, that is a compliment. But at the same token, at work, I think it has a little different connotation because of what you just said. Then it shows that people might not take you seriously about your job. Yeah. And you are there for a reason. You're not just there to hang out. You're trying to get something done. Trying to come off like a prude. But at the same token, I don't want to be that guy that didn't go anywhere because he was too busy partying Mm -hmm. and chasing girls and doing whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. I want to be the guy that got something done. Yeah. And in order to do that, I think you have to focus, especially in L.A. But it's easier now because we were just saying you don't, the party scene isn't as heavy as it used to be. Yeah. You know, so... You don't feel compelled to go out every night. And now if I go out every night, I'm going to a club to work on my my act. And what I find, though, is that, you know, people will always try to offer me a drink still. And I I don't take the drinks anymore, you know. Oh, yeah. You don't drink anymore. No. And, uh, you know, so now I go, yeah, I'll have a Diet Coke. And then they always look depressed. (laughs) They're like, dude, really? Yeah. Come on, man. And I'm like, no, no, just get me a Diet Coke. Thank you. Right. You know. Um, just how it is these days, you know, but, um, I think I was, I had my fill, I guess is what I'm saying. I Mm -hmm. got to go through all that. Some people never do. Some people never have any success. And some people never have that thing where they're like the top guy in town or whatever. I don't know if I was the top guy in town, but I was like in that position. And and the only time I really miss it now is like, you know, if I go to a, a big concert and I'm like, wow, I used to be front row every, you know. Or backstage. What's your favorite concert? Who do you like seeing live? Well, I love Van Halen still. Uh, I would always go to see them. Let's see. Who else? Uh, uh, Any of the big old classic bands. You know, uh, Dylan and and the Stones were just out at, uh, they were calling it Old Cella. But, you know, (laughs) I I would go to see them. And I would go to see a lot of the the newer bands, too. Mm -hmm. I like some littler bands. I like this band, The Caesars. Uh, They're really good. And I like, you know, uh, a lot of the... um, the newer bands I dig too, but I just feel like uh, I'm probably my main stuff is that older uh, classic rock era, and I like R and B. You know, I was I've been uh, checking out Elmore James. I love Elmore James. He's an old blues guy, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Mitch Ryder because I'm from Detroit. I've been listening to a lot of Mitch Ryder lately, and the Detroit Wheels, and uh, uh, you, you know, and then some of the the, the classic artists like uh, Bo Diddley. I've been I've been oh. on a Bo Diddley kick lately. Oh, fun! Have you ever seen Bo Diddley? I think so. Oh man, yeah. I got to show you a clip. You will freak out. What does he how sing? How great he is! Well, the the uh, he sings a lot of songs. He had a lot of hits. He was a pioneer, and he always had women in his band. He was a pioneer for women too. He had women playing guitar in his band, always. Mm-hmm. You know these hot women, and then they would dance and they would sing, and they were as big a part of the show as him. Good idea. If you have a band, hire a female guitarist. Absolutely. Give people something to look at. There you go. I mean, a guitarist is a guitarist is a guitarist. Exactly. Another one of my favorites is Alice Cooper. I've always liked Alice Cooper. And uh, I know Alice a little bit. And uh, his band, he's got a hot guitar player. She's really good, too. Great guitar player and hot. Nice. Yeah. So you're right. He did what you said. 
and I've always been a fan of his. And I like a lot of the 80s and, and early 90s era bands. Mm-hmm. English Beat was a favorite of mine. I don't know if you know them. And, no. Um, I like uh, people from that era, too. And I like The Clash, and I like The Sex Pistols. Oh, I love The Clash. And I've gotten to know uh, Steve Jones a little bit, the guitar player from The Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. He works at my radio station, and he's the coolest Oh, really? Oh, yeah, super cool. Give him one of my stickers for me. I should try to get you on a show. He would love that sticker. <laughs> I'm telling you, that sticker's going to make you famous. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't know you rent out. Like, when you first put that sticker on the but back I'm not, of your phone. But I'm not taking yours off. No one else gets it. Now well, you're going to be the only one on there. because you're... I'll give you some stickers, and you could, when people want to buy I'm going to put could, them everywhere. You could sell them. I think you're going to be huge. You're going to be like Roseanne. <laughs> Kuzan. I used to watch Roseanne's sitcom all the time. Did you like Roseanne? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, Roseanne's great, and she's a pioneer. And you have that same ability to, I could just see you getting really big with your TV. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm not just saying that to butter you up. I think you really have ability, and um, you have a hook, and you've got a great look. There's no reason you can't do it. You know, and, and Margaret Cho's a, a friend of mine, and I always like Margaret Cho. You know, she was a Korean star who came out of stand-up comedy, but uh, she was almost like a lot of times it's timing. I think she, she was really young when her. I think her sitcom, she hit a little bit early. It's almost it's almost unfortunate because yep. you only get one shot at your TV show. Yeah, that's, that's based around you. That's it. You're and right. Hers, I think it came super early because she was just the first female yep. Asian comedian, and they were like, "We got to do something with her," and. Had they given her a couple more years to develop her act, I think her sitcom would have been a smash hit. I think you're exactly right. Exactly. And but I remember when that came out. All-American Girl. Mm-hmm. And it was a good show, but it was too early. You're right. I think for her, and I think also for the public. You know, the public is a lot more diverse now in America, and thank God for that. You know? And uh, we were just talking about the Dr. Ken show. Uh, it, it, it did get canceled, but I thought it was a very good show. And that's my friend. Uh, Ken Jung is my good friend. And, um, and he's so talented. And it just now it's a thing where... I, spent him, I sent him a MySpace message like years ago. I talked to him about you. And he goes, oh, I know her. <laughs> he goes, tell her hi for me. Because he doesn't like... Uh, he has a lot of fans that bother him now. Yeah, I'm sure. He's the nicest guy in the world, but he's got everybody bugging him, you know? Totally. So, uh, but when I said it was you, he goes, oh, tell her hi. Aw. He goes, I like Esther Koo. Aw. Yeah. And he, um, you know, he really carried down the tradition, I think, for Korean uh, programming. There's my helicopter. I got to go. That was how I always ended my radio show at, when I was... Uh, Too cool. Got to go. Yeah, and then I would have the sound effect of a... Uh, of a helicopter, and I go. There's my chopper. I gotta go. Maybe I should add sound effects to my podcast. Yeah, you should. And then you can, fun, right? Yeah, like today we had birds in the background and uh, planes. I think it really sounded cool. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Um, um, well, thank you so much for doing my podcast and for promoting my my sticker. I'm glad to do it, Koo. I really think you do have a big. Uh, potential here in this business. Uh, you're a great kid, very talented, nice person, and I think you'll do great. Oh, you're so sweet, Frazier. Just stay cool. Cool. <laughs> okay, don't get a big shot vibe. Yeah, I'll try not to get a big ego like you did. Oh my God. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs>
All right. Well, thanks for joining me well, on my podcast. That was the number one subject of this podcast episode, wasn't it? <laughs> it was making fun of me. Don't act like you weren't there. Like, yeah, well, yeah, all right. All right. Well, um, very nice to see you. And, and um, people can follow you on Twitter at Fraser Comedy. At Fraser Comedy. Uh, you have also, a podcast with Joe Bartnick called. Joe Bartnick called Puck Off. You can get that on iTunes Puck or Stitchers. Off. Puck Off. And then I'm on Sunday nights on 95.5 KLOS. Uh, the Rock of Southern California, 11 until 3 a.m. 11? You're there for four hours? Yeah. Wow. That's about three hours too long for the public. 11 to 3 a.m. Yeah. On Sunday nights, KLOS. Yeah. And people can listen even if they're not in California at yeah, like 95klos.com. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yep, that's me. it, baby. All right. Well, thank you so Thank you, so my friend. Much. Thank you. All right. I'll, that's cool. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. I'll see you next week. No, I won't. Okay, bye. bye. This episode was brought to you by Speedweed. Speedweed is America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. Get all your joints, your edibles, your vaporizers, your ounces, your bounce to the ounces, your grams, whatever you need to smoke that weed. Go to www.speedweed.com. They offer same day and overnight delivery of the best, the very best medical marijuana throughout California. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to Frazier Smith and I. That was such a fun episode. Thank you, Frazier, for doing my podcast. And he took me on a tour of his neighbor's vineyard uh, and had a glass of wine. And I got wasted off of uh, half a glass of some strong-ass wine next door with his friend Nick. Check out Frazier Smith online on Twitter on KLOS. And he's always at the Improv and the Comedy Store. So I hope you guys can make it up to one of my shows. June 3rd, Saturday, tomorrow, I'll be in Boca Raton, Florida at the Boca Black Box. And June 30th, I'll be at Speak Miami in Wynwood, Florida. August 2nd, I'll be in Coral Springs, Florida at Tavolino's. And August 10th, I'll be in Sacramento, California at Laughs Unlimited with Yoshi Obayashi. All right. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, Before you listen to next week's episode, I do suggest that you go watch the movie Windy City Heat. And you can find that on YouTube. It's uh, a movie that Don Barris and Jimmy Kimmel wrote. And it is so freaking hilarious. You have to watch it. That's your homework. Okay, it's an hour and a half. You'll love it. You will laugh your ass off. So go to www.coointhegang. Subscribe to my mailing list, will you? So you know when I'm coming to a city near you and when I drop the next podcast. You can listen to it as soon as it drops. As soon as it drops. That's right. Also, now that Trump is not joining the Paris Climate Change Committee, why don't we all start recycling a lot harder? I know summer is here. And one thing I do that maybe it sounds stupid to you guys or maybe you guys do it, but when you have the air conditioning on, like close all your doors because, I mean, isn't that a law of physics that air conditioning actually 
cools down your house faster if the doors are closed. Am I an idiot for thinking this? But I do this, all right? And also, why don't we get glass refrigerator doors so that you don't have to stand in front of the refrigerator and waste energy looking for the food that you want when, like, you know, restaurants, they have that glass door for their drinks that you could see the drink before you open it to grab it, minimizing the time where you leave the door open, okay? That pisses me off when people stand in front of the refrigerator and they don't know what to eat. It's like... Take a picture, close the door, and zoom in with your fingers to figure out what you want to eat, all right? We got to save the planet. We got to save the planet for our children. And I don't have any children, so really, for your children and your children's children. I'm thinking about your children's future. All right, kids, leave a review. Go to kuinthegang.com slash podcast for past episodes thank you Frazier for all your um, wisdom this episode I will take it to heart and try not to fart alright kids thank you so much